Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Ooh, ooh, girl. We're like Goose and Maverick here. Except for you're Maverick and I'm Goose. I don't want to be Goose. I want to be Maverick. Yeah, because spoiler alert, doesn't end well for Goose. Mm. <laughs> Just the way that we sit in this room is I sit behind you. Like I'm in that weird backseat in the fighter jet. Yeah. What does that guy do? Yeah, what does he do? That's funny because I just rewatched the first Top Gun to gear me up for Maverick, which I have yet to see. Yeah. And I was wondering that too because like Tom Cruise is getting all the glory. He's the pilot. He's the one doing all the heavy lifting. Goose is there snapping photos. Looking at maps or something. Yeah. I don't know because in uh, – this is not a spoiler, but in the new one, not everybody has somebody in the backseat. Like I don't know if they did that for budget reasons or like there is a goose type character that rides in the back seat in the new one. Right. But all the other pilots, they don't have a, they don't have one of those backseat drivers. And what a way this movie's old enough. Now the statute of limitations is oh, passed. Yeah. If you haven't seen Top Gun yet, too bad. The original Top Gun. The original, the first one. Uh, yeah. It doesn't go so well for goose. He catches a case of the dead. Well, they end up in a flat spin, Bryce, I think, is what happens. And what a way, like, you would think that of all the ways you would die in a fighter jet going down scenario, that shooting out of your seat and then hitting the... Canopy. The canopy. Yeah. And that's what takes you out. Yeah. That's a bummer. That's weird. (laughs) I forgot Meg Ryan was in the original. Meg Ryan. I always liked her. She was. Uh Uh-huh. And the original one, you know, having rewatched it, I was... There's a scene where Tom Cruise sees a sweetie in the bar, and he's like, oh, baby, I got to oh, put the moves on her. I know. What you're, it's like a full-on Me Too movement in that bar, right? He breaks into song, and then all of the other Top Gun cadets or whatever. They you are, never close your eyes. Yes. When like they one? all team together to sing this song to this girl. Yeah. Who's... Should be wildly uncomfortable. I know I would be. She certainly appeared to be. Yeah. And then agreed to talk to him out of, I don't know, some weird sense of obligation. Well, public pressure. And I just, I'm sitting there watching, like, imagine I was just some guy sitting at the bar trying to get a beer. And all of a sudden, all these guys start singing to this one girl. (laughs) Like, oh my God, should I go pretend to be her boyfriend and get her out of here? Yeah. Does she need saving? Probably. She might need saving. That part was weird. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it stood the test of time. Anyway, that's not what we were going to start the podcast with today. Did you? you no. S- oh. <laughs> no. I was going to talk about how, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, but it's pouring rain uh-huh. here in Alberta today. Uh, here in Edmonton, you know, we're getting a lot of rain. It's gloomy. It's chilly. It's just not one of those nice days. And so I online declared it to be another one of those grilled cheese and tomato soup days and was immediately met with a... What about mushroom soup? That's not a rainy day soup. No. Mushroom soup, it's a fine, fine soup, but it's the soup you eat when you're out of tomato soup. 
Grilled cheese pairs with one soup and one soup only. Yes. And that is tomato. Uh-huh. The only thing that pairs well with mushroom soup is the inside of my garbage can. Ooh. <laughs> oh, hot. No Ooh. mushroom soup for you? No, I'm not a big mushroom guy. Really? I, I Even though it. you put like, I don't know, four pounds of black pepper on it? No. Oh, it's so good. I've had it in other things and it's fine, but as yeah. a solo artist... Yeah, it does its best work when it's part of a casserole. Yes. Like that's when it that's when it really uh mushroom soup is a penalty penalty killer. That's what it is. Like it goes out there, it fights the fight. It's I don't know, it plays well with other players in um a specialized small role. Yes, exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. Yes. I went sports too hard and I couldn't I couldn't finish it. Whereas if you were to just have a bowl of tomato soup, I mean, it's not ideal. No. You want to grill cheese with it. But if you were just handed a bowl of tomato soup, you can ride that out. Pickle slices too? I don't do pickles. I do like the saltines yeah. crumbled up on top. Oh, that's me how too. I like my tomato How many soup. uh how many saltines are you putting in a bowl of uh tomato soup? When I was a young man, Half a sleeve. Oh, 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 God. They're so bad for you. Oh, the salt intake was through the roof. When you read the ingredients on the box, you're like, what? I don't know if there's anything worse for you in your pantry than that box of soda crackers you put in your soup. If there's anything that does not need more salt, it's probably a can of Campbell's tomato soup. But uh, no, I would crumble up like half a sleeve. Now I can get it down to... Four to five. When you were like back in your early days when you were a broke young broadcaster, would it ever come down to it's like, oh, four days till payday. All I've got is two sleeves of these crackers and some margarine that's about to expire. Would you ever just stand there and put margarine on a soda cracker and eat that? One of my favorite snacks was those crackers just with a little slice of cheese on it. Oh, yeah. And then you microwave it. Oh, my God. I did that the other day. And it's glorious. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely lived off that a little bit. Oh, now I'm going to go home and have uh not mushroom soup, tomato soup. That's as it should be. But not with half a sleeve of, sleeve of crap. No, I'm glad no. to say I've grown out of that one. Yeah. I feel like I gained eight pounds of water weight just talking about those saltines. My ring is so tight right now. Like, I can't even pull it off my knuckle. It's so stupid that when you're in junior high, you can eat stuff like that and it, you lose weight. Yeah, it doesn't affect you. Now I eat two of those saltine crackers and I'll gain five pounds. I'm two saltines away from being on an episode of one of those shows on TLC where the fire department (laughs) has to take your front window out and put you on a truck and take you to a facility. Yeah, if I put half a sleeve of those in my soup now, I'll have to go visit that doctor that they all have to go visit on that 500-pound life show. They all go visit the same doctor. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll be meeting that guy real quick. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Oh, man. Forget all the true crime you see on Netflix. Forget all the true crime mystery podcasts. There's a new genre of mystery, and it's the mystery of the parking lot underpants. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. Uh, Kelly, how are you doing? Uh, You know what? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I've been grappling with this for a while, and I needed to call you and ask for your wisdom. So um, at my work uh, in the parking lot, only employees park there. A pair of, uh, like, uh, men's underwear, like tidy whitey Fruit of the Looms type of things, showed up in a parking stall about 10 days ago. 
it was laying there and it's uh, all by itself, kind of in the rain. Um, I noticed it, whatever. But now I've noticed about every three days it moves position to a different parking spot. <laughs> and then, of course, no one will park over the over the tidy whities right? So I'm just wondering, like, uh, any advice? What should I do? It's weird. Do you have some old barbecue tongs that you really hate? <laughs> you know what? I could drum some up. Yeah. I don't know. Just bring some... I don't know. Why? I don't understand, though, why people refuse to park over top of them unless they think that somehow their car will become contaminated and they'll have to just throw their car into the river. Fair. Yeah. And I, you know what? I actually did not park in the stall. I saw them there and I backed out and parked in a different spot. And I'm wondering how they move every three or four days. Like... Does the crow pick them up and then decide it's a bad idea and drop them, or what's what's going on there? Yeah, the crow's like, I can't afford a new beak. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is interesting, though. I, I wonder why they keep moving. And you're, you're probably right; it's a bird or something moving them around. But you'd think that a yeah. bird would fly away with them, thinking that they scored big time. Yeah, huh. and it only makes it like ten parking stalls over, and then they're in a different spot. Or but- is it a weird social experiment? Someone's testing me. Maybe. I don't know. I find the oddest part of the whole thing is that, like, if you go to a big box store and there's a shopping cart in one of the stalls, you won't park there, obviously, because it's a shopping cart. You don't want to hit that thing. But why are people refusing to park over top of the underpants? Oh, it's simple. It's a scientific explanation, one we've known about for ages. Huh? It's, I believe the scientific term is cooties. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're in your car. It's not like you have to handle the underpants. <laughs> Is it because, uh, here's my theory, nobody wants to park on top of them because when you pull out of that stall at the end of the day, everybody's going to be like, oh, Jerry lost his underpants. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. They're going to be associated with whoever's car is parked on top of them. You see, my mind went to, you know, you hit it a couple years ago. You accidentally you introduced your car to a skunk. Oh, yeah. And it left a lingering smell. Sure did. And maybe parking over top of those for eight hours... Well, leave a lingering smell that might creep into your car. <laughs> because no pair of underwear has ever found itself in the middle of a parking lot by accident. There was an emergency. Something happened. Something went sideways. And yeah. uh, those things should only ever be touched by someone. Have you ever seen when a scientist is close to a lava flow? You yeah. have to wear this crazy outfit. Only then wearing that should you approach those underwear. Not since that Netflix documentary from a couple of years ago, The uh, Mystery of the Murder at the Cecil Hotel, has there been a mystery that has perplexed me as much as Kelly's parking lot underpants. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. There was some speculation that maybe a bird comes by, picks up the underpants, and then just throws them away immediately, and they land on another stall. (laughs) Somebody said, how bad is your hygiene if a crow, which will happily pick away at dead things, drops your underpants only three stalls after picking it up? Uh, nobody will park in the stall either with the underpants in it, which to me is sort of an odd. That's the mystery of all mysteries. Like Somebody said, what if you step out and they suddenly lurch at your ankle? True. Never thought about that. It's like the hand under the bed. Uh, stay clear, the underwear will stick to the bottom of your car. Maybe. 
Uh, we do not have an answer yet for the mystery of the parking lot underpants. Maybe one day we will, though. Thank you, uh, Kelly, for getting in touch. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Wow. I read this one earlier today, but it was... This would haunt me for the rest of my life. Haunt me. It would make me never want to swim in a pool again. Yeah, just... The story is, it says, good morning, guys. The other day I was lane swimming with a friend of mine, you know, trying to get into shape for swimming pants season. I noticed that every time I came up out of the water, I was vigorously cleaning under my nose, making sure no boogies have escaped my nostrils. Then I started to think back as to why I'm obsessed with this routine of cleaning before and after coming out of the water. And I remembered a time way back in junior high when we were at a pool with the class. I remember coming out of the water in oh. front of two girls. They had a disgusted look on their face. So I asked, what was wrong? The one girl just pointed to her nose. So I quickly wiped it away into the water. They did the gross scream and swam away because it was now in the water. <laughs> Life-changing moment, I guess. <laughs> Oh, that's, no. And that's why I said earlier today, when you're going swimming with a friend to get into shape for swimming pants season or whatever the reason, always employ the booger buddy system. Yeah, you need someone you can trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not just for, that's swimming, it's wakeboarding, it's water skiing, it's skiing, snowboarding, hiking, always, always find a booger buddy and at the start of the activity and then pledge that you will have that other person's back. And by back, I mean nostrils. It's- I missed the first time around uh, that that happened in junior high. Mm. So if it's one thing I know about junior high kids is how forgiving and forget, and, and they'll forget. Oh, they would have, by the time they got to the edge of the pool, they would have forgotten that. Yeah, they certainly didn't spread that news around the school. Then I got this text. Hey, I have one of those stories. In grade seven, there was a girl who sat in front of me. Her underwear would always be bunched up and sticking out of her pants. It was distracting because I thought it looked so awful. I took to always making sure my pants are pulled up nicely. To this day, anytime I stand up, I have to adjust. I'm now a regular at an indoor rock climbing gym and look silly with chalk marks where I pull up my pants every five minutes. Do I need to break this habit and accept that everyone's pants move around? Or should I stick with my obsessive adjustment? Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Everybody listening to that text just now grabbed their pants. Yeah. And pulled their pants up. Very true. Yeah. Again, junior high. It formed the rest of your life. It was in junior high that you saw this. Man, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of trauma from junior high in all of our pasts, isn't there? Maybe that's what we should do is we should share some of those traumas on the radio. And then by getting it out, we can move on. Yeah, just like me when I was in junior high, I was too good at ripping clappers with those felt hockey pucks. Yeah. And the plastic. I was too good at it. I'm sure you were. And it got me too much admiration. Mm-hmm. And it's something I deal with to this day. Your same thing with your crossovers. Yeah. Same thing. And how far you can throw a ball. <laughs> like you could throw a ball over that building across the street. Those are all skills I developed in junior high. Yeah. And having to live up to that every day must be a burden in itself. It is. It really, really is. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Have you got some uh, junior high trauma that you're still dealing with? I do. To this day. I, I only got over it. I didn't even really get over it ever. But... Um, it was grade seven, and a young man named Trevor pants me in the middle of the hallway. He pants you? Okay. He, and I'm, this is grade seven, you know, you're fresh into 
fresh into junior high or in the new school with all the things, right? And he's, he was in my grade and he passed me. And uh, I was wearing, uh, you know, the, the tight whiteies at the time. And, uh, and everybody laughed at me. And I did not wear tidy whiteies. I went and bought, I made my mom buy me boxers. And I wore boxers. And I hate boxers. They're so uncomfortable. I wore boxers in junior high and high school and into my adult life until I discovered boxer briefs. And then I, I wear boxer briefs now. But for the entirety of my junior high, high school, and beginning adult life, I wore boxers even though I hated them. And that's going to do it for a brand new feature on the show called, Hey, what kind of underwear are you wearing? And now everybody knows, even though I, I, yeah. Hey, uh, up top here about the boxer short things. Yes. It's like, Hey, if you want, if you want underwear that gets all bunched up inside your pants, that's the, those are the ones for you. The, the... Do you want your underwear to ride so high that you essentially have tidy whities again? Then get yourself some boxers. Yeah. Not boxer briefs. The actual, ugh. Okay. Do you want to give your first name or not? Yeah, sure. That's a Shane. Shane, do you feel better about your junior high trauma now? I, slightly. I, I find it funny because I, I kind of like hinted at that story with my wife sometimes, but I've remembered that kid's name and that's like 20, well, probably over 20 years ago now. And Trevor, I hate you still. And I yeah. will remember that. <laughs> every, every guy named Trevor right now is like, oh my God, did I pants oh. a kid in junior high? He was a redhead, so we might narrow that down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, he was probably just lashing out because, unlike you, he couldn't wear yellow, and he had one-tenth the sun exposure time of guys like you. Somebody else said, It's so weird hearing you guys talk about junior high. Ontario doesn't have junior high. It was elementary from kindergarten until grade 8, and then high school, grade 9 through 12. Most of my embarrassing stories were probably in grade 7 and 8. Yeah, that's junior. See, I grew up in Saskatchewan. We didn't have junior high there either. It was exactly what you just described in Ontario. There weren't special schools for that weird swirling cesspool of emotion between the grades, you know, seven and nine. No, you just got lumped right in with the big kids. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. This one. When I was in grade seven, I was watching a little league baseball game near my house. My homeroom teacher, Mr. Doring, just happened to sit down on the bleachers right next to me. He started joking around with me and did that thing where he poked me in the ribs. Well, I jumped and let a huge fart rip. Oh. And was only amplified by the hard wooden bleacher. Oh, no. I'm still haunted about that moment to this very day. Garner. Wow. It's a true story. That, that will bend your frame. One, having to sit beside your teacher oh. in public... With, you know, I honestly do still think about that to this day. That's horrifying enough. Uh-huh. Letting one rip in junior high and then having it amplified by the... Oh, gee, that's a nightmare By scenario. a hard wooden surface? Oh. That is a perfect storm of sadness. Okay, one more. <laughs> do you want... Uh, somebody insulted somebody's hair or do you want public swimming pool bathing suit story? Oh, we're definitely going bathing suit. Okay. In junior high, I had a bathing suit where the arm straps each attached to the back. When I came out of the water, one strap had flipped over to the front, exposing one side of my chest. Oh, my. It took me a few moments to realize as a cousin was looking at me with a strange look and then grabbed the strap and flipped it over for me. To this day, I make sure everything is well tied down. 
Yeah, you gotta when you're going to the public swimming, you gotta tarp that load. <laughs> you gotta make sure that is strapped mm-hmm. in, ready for high winds. That's rough too. That your cousin is the one that had to save you. Oh my God! There's a sweatpants story that would haunt me. Oh yeah, sweat. Pulled, uh, the gist th- of that one was sweatpants pulled down, underwears came with it. Yeah. In the middle of a hallway. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Uh, we were talking on the show yesterday about spoilers. There's just some people who just love to spoil stuff for you, whether it's a surprise party, a TV series ending, a movie ending. Um, this one, okay, this movie is 25 years old, so I'm not going to say spoiler alert because by now you should have seen it. Yeah, the statute of limitations has passed. Yes. It says, when the movie Armageddon came out, I went to see it at the Paramount Theater on Jasper Avenue. I was lined up outside with about 50 other people when a guy drove by and yelled out his window, Bruce Willis dies in the end. Spoiled the movie for the entire line of people, Scott. Why would a person do that? Hmm? I understand as a young 16, 17, 18-year-old man, you might think that it's funny to ruin something like that. But one day you'll be standing in line. Yep. And Um, have it ruined and you'll be furious. People really don't um, take great care and attention to mute their conversations when they're leaving a movie theater. either. Like they're reviewing the film on the way out the door. Well, there's 150 people standing in line to get in. Mm -mm. Take that to the car. Discuss it in the parking lot. Yes. In all my time, you know, watching from the sidelines Mm -hmm. in this job, I've learned that there are three things that rile people up. Crimes against children. Yep. Crimes against animals. And spoiling movies and TV shows. Yeah, they're all about the same, aren't they? Those are the three worst things a person can do. Uh, This is from Alisa. Alyssa. Once I told a girl, sorry, I can't make it to your birthday party. She had no idea what I was talking about. It was a surprise party. Worst part is, I wasn't even invited. I was just being passive aggressive. Ooh. Ooh. We've had a couple of surprise party things where the person throwing the surprise party didn't make it clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's on you. And so that's on that person. Yeah. This time around, it kind of sounds like maybe a shot was fired. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't put in the invite, shh, this is a surprise party, then it's that I blame you. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.